Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, we thank you for the word sung, the word read, and the word that never returns void. And so God, I pray this day that as we reflect on this moment years ago, that that word might enter into our being and change us into the godly men and women you desire for us to be. Pray this in Christ's name. Amen. So I'm doing something I haven't done before, and what you hear today will completely be a product of my imagination. Imagine with me the owner of the young colt. I imagine that day all those years ago like this. I awoke with the sun probably around 6 a.m. My feet that stuck out of our blanket told me it was a chilly spring morning. I laid there in bed thinking there was so much to do. It had been two days since work had been done because the Sabbath ended the previous night at sundown and just wanted a few more moments of rest, but then I remembered the proverb, oh, lazy bones, how long will you lie there? When will you rise from your sleep? So I got up, put on my cloak, and walked outside. But when I stepped outside, it was quiet normal. The children should have been out there doing their chores. I wasn't surprised because they tended to disobey, and I thought about yelling to them. But then I heard the proverb, whoever blesses a neighbor with a loud voice rising early in the morning, they will be counted as cursing. So I walked back inside to get the kids up and I was surprised they weren't in their bed. Does they remember the teaching? Hear my child, your father's instruction and do not reject your mother's teaching. I sighed. This makes me wonder. You know, my greatest intention in life is raising these children, is raising them up to be lovers of God and of the law, to work hard, and then to one day be blessed by their hard work and have a healthy family of their own. And when they do these things, these not obeying me things, it feels like I'm failing at that intention. I wonder if I'm not doing what God intends for me to do. Oh, forgive me for sharing too much. My spouse says I tend to do that a lot. Anyway, about that day, looking back now, I see so many details that I didn't know were important in that moment. I went back outside to try to find these kids and I look in the street and I realize they didn't take the brand new colt that we just bartered. It was still tied up. We just bartered with our relatives for this creature and you, you probably won't be surprised. We used some of the wine that my husband makes to get this colt. We owe all that we have to God as the psalmist says, it is God who causes the grass to grow for the cattle plants for people to use, and wine to gladden the human heart. The kids were most excited about having this new animal. We hadn't let them ride it yet. It hadn't been broken in. Actually, 
No one had ever ridden it. But the thing about this animal, it was, it was so patient. You could tell because everybody in the neighborhood came up to it ever since we got it and poked and prodded. And it just patiently waited there for us. So if the colt was still there and the kids weren't, where could they be? Maybe their father asked to help him up in the vineyards. It was the beginning of our growing season. The vines needed to be tended daily. So I thought I'd make my way up to the hills behind our house. And as I walked there, I saw the kids coming towards me, but they were with two strangers. So I asked the kids, where have you been? They told me they ran into these men. They said, Mom, they've just come from the village of Bethany, and and they're with that person that we've heard everyone talking about, the one who has given sight to the blind, has raised people from the dead. Mom, he is coming here today. Not realizing the gravity of the moment in that moment and foolishly remaining focused on how my kids had continued to disobey me, I grabbed hold of the kids, brought them over to me, and then I did that quiet, stern yell that all moms know how to do so well, and I told them to get on with their chores. There was much to do. I told them this random interruption was no excuse for trying to get out of doing their chores. Spare the rod, spoil the child is probably what you're thinking, right? But there were too many people watching. And so as I turned back to the strangers, you won't believe what they were doing. They were untying our brand new colt. They were untying that as if it was theirs. Now you have to realize in our culture, we were taught to share. If someone came through our vineyards and collected grapes, it was completely okay as long as they didn't bring a with them. And if I was out walking and I, I saw someone's cattle or colt or donkey, if I saw it lost, it was my responsibility as a neighbor to grab it and then to bring it back. This, this was outright coveting. Taking something that did not belong to you. Do they not know about the commandment? That shall not covet a neighbor's wife, ox, or donkey. And so I asked, why are you untying the colt? In my head, I was really thinking, what in the world do you think you are doing untying our brand new horse? They paused. They looked at each other, back at me and said, the Lord needs it. The Lord, I thought to myself, what the kids said might be true. Could the miracle worker we had heard so much about becoming today and he he needs something from us I'm not sure how long I hesitated I'm sure it was too long and looking back it probably appeared like I was going to resist can you believe I was going to resist the Messiah's need and then for some strange reason really it was something that was out of my control I looked at them and I nodded And then they nodded back at me, and then they began to walk away. And I thought about shouting out, it's never been ridden, be careful. But then I remembered, a foolish woman is loud. And so I just muttered it to myself. 
And then those critical thoughts started pouring in. Oh my goodness, what have you done? You are so irresponsible and so impulsive. What will my husband say? He is going to be livid with me. And then the children, they're going to be so disappointed. This changes everything. We were going to use the the horse to carry the grapes to the press. It took two seasons worth of wine to be able to even trade for this horse. Like many of us do when we are stressed, I decided I'd just busy myself. So I did the laundry. I swept the house. I swept the porch. And I got to gardening and I was leaning over and my back was beginning to ache. You know, you get in the position for so long. And then my husband comes home for lunch. Here goes nothing, I think. What will he come in first? That the kids have not done their chores or that, you know, our brand new horse. I just left to some strangers. He runs up to me and he says, you are not going to believe this. You are not going to believe this. Thinking that he is talking about the fact that our brand new horse is gone. I say, I know, I am so sorry. You don't, I don't know what came over me. And he says, what are you talking about? I said, well, the, the fact that kids haven't done their chores and, you know, our, our brand new horse is gone. And he says, dear, no, you're not going to believe what I just saw. There was a parade in town. The Savior came through town. And everybody felt like they had to give him something. People were taking cloaks off their back and laying them on the ground. Some even put them on this this horse. And I thought, I have nothing to give. And then I realized in that moment, that horse was our horse. Of all the animals that the Messiah could have chosen, it was our horse, dear. The Lord chose us. He embraced me and he said, I'm so glad you didn't put up a fight with whoever came to get it. Later that night, as we reflected together on the events of the day, I told my husband how I had been so hard on myself about not living into this intention of raising these kids in obedience There's nothing wrong with that. But after today, I think I want to live with a new intention. Because I think my life up until this moment had so been caught up in my life. There really is something bigger than just my life. I want to try to live with a different intention. A tension of where it's not just about serving my husband or my children or my family but serving the Lord, asking what does the Lord need? If the Lord needed my colt, maybe he needs more. Y'all remember what happens in a few days. Those shouts of Hosanna turn to crucify. The same crowd that gave up their cloaks gave up their cloaks is the same crowd that made sure that the Lord was put to death. I wish I could tell you I wasn't part of that crowd. We have sometimes the best intentions, don't we? 
but not always the courage to live them out. What about you?